All right. Well, I, uh, again, I am so glad that you are joining us here. Again, if you're just joining us online, you've just tuned in. My name is Eric, and we are in a series right now called Lessons from the Lawn, where we are looking at the Sermon on the Mount. This is one of Jesus' most famous messages, and what's so cool about us talking about this today in this kind of setting where we're out on the lawn is this is how Jesus preached this message outside on a hillside. So how they experienced it then we're experiencing it now. It's such a cool thing. And last week, Pastor Brad talked about the narrow road. And something that he said that I have been thinking about all throughout this last week is how easy will not get me where I want to go. We all want that rich and that satisfying life that Jesus is talking about here in this sermon. And Pastor Brad talked about last week how that comes by doing three things. And one of those things is sacrifice. The other is commitment. And the third is discipline. And today, we're going to talk about what it looks like for us as followers of Jesus, what it looks like for us to listen, and what it looks like for us to follow. And today, we're going to, again, be in the Gospel of Matthew. It's the first of four Gospels in the New Testament. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And if you don't have a Bible, I encourage you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Not only will that be helpful for you, but it'll be easier for you to follow along with the translation that I'm reading out of uh, this morning. Matthew, the writer of this gospel, was a follower of Jesus, and he records Jesus saying this at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and this is in chapter 7 of Matthew, verse 24 through 27, it says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains come and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Let's pray. So God, again, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we are able to gather, whether that is online in our neighborhood gathering, here on the lawn. God, we thank you for the way that your spirit moves and the way that your spirit works. Regardless of what the setting looks like, your spirit still moves, and we can still experience that. And we thank you for being a God that moves and that speaks that way. We ask your blessing on this time, and I pray that I say only what you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, hey, six months ago, I went to the dentist. You remember that, the, that place that you go to get your teeth cleaned? There's so many places that we don't go now that we could go six months ago. But over six months ago, I think, if I'm being really honest, I went to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned. And I walked in, and they welcomed me with such a nice greeting. And I go back to the room that I'm sitting, or that I'm uh, getting my teeth cleaned in, and, and they get the bib, and they put the bib on me, and then I sit on the chair. And the chairs that they make you sit on are the ones that make your feet float. You know what I'm talking about? Like you're five. And you can't not kick your feet when your feet are floating. And so here I am sitting in the chair with my bib on, my feet are floating, and I start kicking them, just waiting, listening to the background music. It's just impossible to not kick your feet when they're hanging. And I'm telling you, nothing makes you feel more like a grown-up than going to the dentist, because even when you leave, what do they do? They give you a party favor bag like it's your best friend's birthday. What do they say? Thanks for coming. We hope to see you again. It's like, man, what is going on here? But to be honest, there are some things that I like about going to the dentist. 
I like the polish that they scrub into my teeth. I love the music that they're playing in the background. And I don't, I don't care. I, I love the party favor bag that I get when I leave. It's like, hey, look at this. It's a fresh start. I, I love those things. But one time in particular, I was talking uh, with my dentist as he was looking at my teeth. And he was asking me about flossing. Because one thing that he says to me every single time that I go there is how important it is for me to not only brush my teeth twice a day for two minutes, but to make sure that I'm flossing my teeth every single night. And my response to that, of course, is yes, every day, easy, done, check. Or is it this way because I'm, you're looking at me? Yeah, it's, yeah, check. Of course I'm doing those things. And this one time in particular when I'm laying in the chair and my neck is back my dentist is looking at my teeth, and he says, hey, are you flossing every day? And I, it just makes me laugh how they try to converse with you when you're laying back and your neck is bent and your mouth is forced open with those, those things, you know what I'm talking about? They're like, move your lips. It's like it's a board game now where it smashes your mouth open, and, and, but then, and they're trying to ask you questions during all this. And it's like, hey, are you flossing your teeth? And I'm like, yeah, you betcha. I, every day I'm, I'm flossing my teeth. So if you don't understand what I said. I said, yes, you bet. Every day I'm flossing my teeth. And he's looking at my teeth and he says something that just kind of stops me dead in my tracks. He says, so every day, like on the day, every day that you have an appointment, like that kind of every day that you're talking about, like right before you come to this appointment, you're brushing your teeth, that kind of every day. And again, I feel like I'm five because right there in that moment, I was like, oh, I am busted. And then he said something to me that was really important. And as he was saying it, I pulled out my phone and I could not type fast enough. And this is what he said. You can't just say you're going to do what I keep telling you to do. You've got to actually do it for it to make a difference. Woo! And again, I have my phone to the side of the, the chair that I'm laying on and I'm typing as fast as I could. And I'm going to say it again because some of you might want to write this down because it is just such great advice from a dentist. You can't just say you're going to do what I keep telling you to do. You've got to actually do it for it to make a difference, is what he said. You see, I was listening to what my dentist was saying. What did he say? He said, floss your teeth every single day. I was listening to what he was saying. Well, when it came time to do what he was telling me to do, I didn't do it. So what was I doing? I was listening, but I wasn't following because I wasn't following what he was telling me to do. And I think if we were all being honest Right now, in this moment, all of us would say that we have listened to the advice of someone, whether we know them personally or they're a public figure that we follow or we saw or we heard something online that was great advice and that we thought, man, that is really good stuff. That's great advice. I'm going to do that. That's so simple. And look at the impact. Look at the difference that it made. I'm going to make that happen. And then we don't. And maybe, maybe for you, maybe it is like me. It's your dentist telling you to floss every day. But maybe it's your parents telling you how important it is to read over the summer. Maybe it's your coach or it's your trainer telling you the difference that just 10 extra reps, just 10 extra reps, the difference that that would make for your body. Maybe it's your spouse telling you just how much they would love and how good it would be for the family rhythm if you all were sync calendars. Maybe it's a book that you read or a YouTube video that you watched and you were like, man, this is really good advice. Or maybe it's your boss giving you feedback on how you can perform at your job just a little bit better. And we hear those things and maybe we listen, maybe we don't. But whatever it is for you, I want you to take 30 seconds right now 
And whether you are on the lawn, whether you're online, whether you're in your neighborhood gathering, what I want you to do right now is, and, and for those of you that are at home right now, you might be tempted to get up and floss your teeth. Don't do that right now. You can do that later. But for 30 seconds, whatever it is, I want you to answer this question and talk to the person next to you. What's something that I've heard that was great advice that I listened to but that I didn't follow? Just take 30 seconds and do that. So whatever it was for you, whether that was a dentist, a parent, a trainer, a boss, a YouTube video, whatever, we've all been there. We've all been there, okay? Let's just drop the, sh the shades. Let's be real. We've all been there where we have listened and we've not followed. I listened to my dentist. Great advice, but I didn't follow. That's what we all do. We listen, but we don't follow. And here's what's crazy about this is because we hear that advice and then we make the decision. We choose. We choose to tune out and just leave the advice just kind of laying there when we want to be better, when we want to grow. But we see what it's going to take to take that next step. And we're like, yeah, no. I mean, I just, I just got a lot going on. I mean, just things are just super busy. And that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of effort. I'm just, I just not really feeling it. And what's really dangerous about that is that exact same thing can happen when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. When we experience this time on Sunday, whether that is here on the lawn or whether that's online or whether that's in your neighborhood gathering, I want to ask you this question. Is it like going to the dentist for you? Like when you read the Bible, when you pray, is it like a checkup at the, at the dentist? Like you walk out and you're feeling good and you're like, oh, this just feels so good. It's like a, it's like a restart. But then there's no follow through. There's no extra step. And we can think, uh, come on, I mean, you can't really mean like floss every day, right? Like, I mean, that's probably just a, a suggestion. You know, they, they have to put that there. It's like on the Lego box where it says suggested A's is 7 to 14. It's like that's a suggestion. Okay, I'm 35 and I can still enjoy Legos, even though it doesn't say my age on there. It's a suggestion. We can think the same thing equates to our relationship with Jesus. But here's what, is, well, here's what Jesus is saying in this, this passage of the sermon that we looked at earlier, is that we can't just listen and not follow. What Jesus is saying is that these are not two separate actions that we choose from. They go together. Later on in one of the other Gospels, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus is recorded saying this, My sheep listen to my voice, Jesus says. I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And could it be, could it be that we are listening and not following? Because here's what Jesus says in this passage. He says that the storms are coming. The storms of chaos, of disappointment, of pain, of hurt, of loss, of regret. What Jesus is saying is that all of those are a part of the human experience and all of them are coming. 
And what I want you to understand is that when it comes to this, this situation that we're, we're all in right now when it comes to COVID-19, but, but the other storms of life, they aren't God's way of being cruel to us. It's God's way of revealing where we're at. It's God's way of revealing how strong that we are. And it's God's way of showing us how we can be stronger. And sometimes when we experience a storm, our initial reaction can be to quickly pray it away. Oh, just let this storm be over. Just let this storm be over. Just, we can want the storm to be over as soon as possible when God in the storm is wanting us to slow down. He's wanting to do something in our lives. And I believe what, he, what, what he's wanting us to do is not to just go through the storms, but he's wanting us to grow through them. Do you see the difference in that? Not to just go through it, but to grow through the storm, I believe, is what God wants to do. But we can want to rush when God is like, slow down. Remember, I'm trying to reveal things that are going to make you better. And I think that's something that we would all say that we would want to be. We would all say that we want to be better. So how can we be prepared? How can we make sure that we're not just going through the storm, but that we're growing through it? How can we be better? Let's look back at verse 24. 24 says this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Again, Jesus says to listen and to follow. They're not two separate decisions. They go together. And he also says that that person is wise. And here, here's what we can expect. At least I know that I can expect this. We can expect for the payoff of listening and following to be that the storms don't come. Hey, I'm listening. I'm following. I'm good. It is just smooth sailing from here. That is the temptation for our minds to go to is that the payoff is that the storms will come. But look back at verse 25. Jesus says, though the rains come, so that's a, that's a promise. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. We've got to remember that the storms are coming. That is a promise from Jesus. But, and, and here's what's really interesting about the storm is it reveals what your house is built upon. And what, what I want you to do is think about this pandemic. Think about this season. The storm came in, right? And I remember where I was at when I knew things were really changing. And this season has changed a lot of things. I don't know about you, but I have honestly, transparently, never been more aware of how many rolls of toilet paper we have left in our house. And to be completely honest, it's three. So that's where the Hawkinson household is at right now in this pandemic. We got three rolls left. I don't know what's going to happen after that. It's changed a lot of things. And then, what did we think? We thought it was going away, but then what happened? It just kind of reared its ugly head and it came back. What is that revealing in your life? What is that doing to you personally, emotionally, spiritually? The other question I have is, what's that exposing? Are you learning anything from this storm, or are you just wishing it away as fast as possible? Remember, the payoff of listening and following isn't that the storms won't come. That's not the payoff. It's that our house, that our life won't collapse because it's built on the firm foundation of Jesus. 
That's what he's saying here. He's saying, build your life. Every decision that you make, build it upon my life, the decisions that I make, and follow my example. That's what Jesus is saying. Look at verse 26 through 27. He says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come, again, it's another promise, when, not if, not maybe, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse. It will collapse with a mighty crash. What Jesus is saying here is this is what happens when you listen but you don't follow. We're not going to last. And if we're not careful, Sunday can become this. We can watch online. We can gather at our neighborhood gathering. We can listen to the podcast or we can come in person here on the lawn. And then we can leave and we can log off and we can lock our phone after we've listened to what we've listened to. And we can think, oh, man, that was really good. I feel good. It's just like the dentist, right? And then we, and then we go, so what's everybody feeling for lunch? Like, are you, are you feeling Ted's? Are you feeling Mr. Mambo's? Are you feeling Fiesta Mambo's? What are you feeling? Clearly, I'm feeling Mexican. Uh, I just lo- it's my favorite type of food. I can eat Mexican food every, every single day. And those are all great choices, by the way. All three of those are, are fantastic choices. So what I want you to do for the next 30 seconds, whether you're joining us here online in your neighborhood gathering, whoever you're with, whoever you're next to here on the lawn, I want you to turn to the person next to you and and, uh, try to think about what you're going to do for lunch. No, no, don't do that. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But that's what we can do, right? But what about this? Instead of doing whatever it is that we normally do after, after this experience, what if for the remainder of our time, what if we jotted down some notes? And as you're going to lunch at Fiesta Mambo's, which is the best place to have Mexican food in BA, in my opinion, what if you talked, what if you talked about the notes that you took? What if there was just one phrase, one sentence, one thing that stood out to you that you wrote down and you made the decision, you know what, we're going to do what we do after this. But we're going to talk about what it is that we've heard. You're going to unpack your notes a little bit with the people that you're with. And not only that, but you're going to look for ways to apply it in your life this week. And maybe you're thinking, maybe your mind instinctively goes to, well, Eric, hey, slow down, okay? I'm, I'm not a note taker. This right here, this is not just a hat rack. This is a steel trap. And, and that's okay. I get that. But, but think about it. At school. When your teacher's talking about things that are coming up on the test and they're giving you pretty much the test verbatim, what do you do? You want to write that down. If your boss is giving you advice on how to make a a weekly report or a spreadsheet or just something in your job, how to do that better, and you want to make sure that you're able to follow through in the way that they're they're describing it, what do you want to do? You want to take notes so that you're not sitting there after they leave and you go, now what did they say? It's really good. I felt encouraged, but what did they, right? You want to take notes so that you're prepared to follow through better. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the statistics show, research shows that anything that you watch, that you read, and that you listen to, and that you don't take notes on, and you do not put into practice, and that you do not apply to your life, it's not going to transform you. And many of you at home, many of you online, in your neighborhood gathering, on the lawn, many of you, you get that. And here's what I have learned 
with the people that I, that I uh, am able to do life with and people that I am learning from, people that are beyond me, people that are successful, I have never met a person that isn't successful. Hang, hang on, how am I trying to say this? The people that I see taking notes are those who are successful. They're successful in their job. They're successful in their education. They're successful in their relationships. They just grow faster in all of those areas, their faith, their workplace, their relationships, their education. They just grow faster, and they realize that it changes things. A simple change changes things. But the flip side of that, the flip side of that is also true, right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. But what if we all said collectively here on the lawn, online, today is the day. Today is the day. I'm going to take a few notes. We're going to talk about it over lunch. Or I'm going to look at it tomorrow morning when I'm having breakfast. This is the everyday movement that Pastor Bragg talked about last week. This is what it looks like for Sunday not to just be a moment, but a movement that carries with us throughout our entire week. It's not just about listening today, but it's, it's about following tomorrow. That is the next step. That is what changes everything. Over the last couple years, I've had the, uh, the chance to coach my kids in basketball. And uh, Pastor Brad, he helps me. Well, technically, and I know you're watching this, technically I help you. But on paper, on the application we had to fill out, technically on paper I am the head coach. But to pull the curtain back here for all of you, Brad is the head coach, and I am just helping him. I mean, he's got 30-plus years' experience of coaching. I'm just the guy going, yeah, you're doing great. What he said, just give it up. Okay, where are the popsicles? You know, I, I'm that, I'm that kind of guy. But one thing that, that we say to the boys that are on our team, every single practice, what we say to them is we ask them this question, hey, do you want to be the best basketball player on the team? Do you want to be the best basketball player in this league? Do you not want to only learn this sport but grow in your skill and have better opportunities when it comes to this sport in the future? They, they, they don't catch all of that. All they hear is better player. Yeah, yeah, I want to be a better player. What do we got to do? Coach, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? And what do we tell them? Practice dribbling every day for 20 minutes. That's it. Can you all do that? Yeah, coach, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I can do it. You can do it. Timmy's going to do it. I'm going to be the next LeBron James. You just watch, coach. It's going to happen. And we're like, they got it. All right. It's going to happen. And then Saturday comes when we play our games. And it's explicitly obvious who has practiced for 20 minutes a day and who hasn't. And there were those that practiced. It, you could see it. And then there were those that were on the team that were frustrated. I just, I'm just not playing the way I want. It, look at them. They're, they're just playing so much better than I am. What's, what's going on? Well, um, have you practiced dribbling 20 minutes every day? Ugh, no? Well, we just got a lot going on. I'm like, okay. I had a, a friend of mine come and uh, when Brad was out of town, because, again, I'm not the head coach, and, uh, and he was helping uh, get the kids organized and just showing them different drills. And one of, one of the boys on our team, he looked at my friend and he just goes, look at his shoulders. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're pretty intense. 
was like, do you want to see him flex his arm? And they're like, yeah, 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 flex your arm, flex your arm. So he, and I'm not going to do it. But my friend flexes his arm, and, and I'm like, hey, do you know how he got to be like this? Yeah, we know, 20 minutes every day. I'm like, okay, all right, so you get it. So who's going who's gonna to look like my friend here? Yeah, we're going to do it. And the next week, they don't look like that, and they're disappointed. Why? Because it was a simple thing. It was a simple change. They listened, but they didn't follow. Listening and following, we've got to remember that they go together. They're not independent decisions that we choose from. Today, I'm going to listen. Tomorrow, I'm going to follow. Maybe in three days, I'll try that listening thing again. Listening and following, they go together. We can't just listen to what we're hearing this morning. We've got to follow up with it throughout the week. And I really want you to think about this, because this, this has challenged me, and I know it's challenged our staff. Is Sunday just a moment for you? Or is it an everyday movement? Is it just a moment, and then we leave, and it's forgotten? Or is it an everyday movement? Are you listening passively, or are you listening passionately? And you hear those questions, and maybe you're thinking, how All right, Eric, how do I do that? Practically, what does that look like? It's what we've been doing right here on the lawn, online, in your neighborhood gathering. It's what we've been doing right now in this moment. We've been listening. That's what it looks like. When we gather for worship like this, we listen passionately. We're leaning forward. And when something hits our heart, what do we do? We want to make sure that we capture it, that we write it down. And why do we want to make sure that we do that? Because that right, that thing that captured your heart, that stood out to you, that caught your attention, that is the Spirit of God speaking to you in that moment. And we want to capture that. Don't just let that blow by. And don't just stop at writing it down. Take that to your core group and talk about what it was and talk about how God spoke to you and talk about what that meant. But then don't stop there. Take your notes with you, and whenever you read Scripture during the day, look back over the notes that you took and the way that God spoke to you. This is something that I've been putting into practice over the last couple years, and I've got to tell you the difference that it makes in my life and in the life of my family is, has just been one of the best things that we've ever done. We have this board in our bathroom that we pin up different notes. We pin up different things, that ways that we feel like God has provided for our family financially or just given us really special memories as a family or just things that have been able to, to come through that have happened that we couldn't have made happen without God's miraculous intervention. And so when I wake up in the morning and, and I'm in my bathroom and I'm brushing my teeth and whatever is going on in that season of life or that day, I can find myself, I can find myself wondering why hasn't this specific thing changed? Why hasn't this specific thing come to a completion? Why hasn't God done X, Y, Z? Whatever it is. And my mind, if I allow it, it can drift. And I can think that, that God doesn't meet me where I'm at, that God will not provide, that God won't be present in whatever situation it is that I'm experiencing. But then I look on the side of the wall in our bathroom And I see all of those notes, all of those receipts, all of those pictures, all of those ways that I've seen God come through. And that is what helps me remember to carry what it is that I'm continuing to experience, to continue what it is and how it is that God has spoken to me. That is how I remember that. And that's what helps this to be an everyday movement and not just this one passing thing where eight years ago God spoke to me. Well, what about now? Well, I'm not sure, but eight years ago, I'm telling you, right now in this moment, 
every time that we gather in any kind of an experience like this, God's Spirit is moving. God's Spirit is working. God's Spirit is speaking to you. And we want to make sure that we don't just blow past that. We want to make sure that we capture that. And the way that we, we capture that is just by taking down a little note, talking about it to a friend, talking about it to our core group, looking at it throughout the week so that we remember how God spoke to us. We remember the impact that that made. This is what it looks like for us to listen and for us to follow. This is what Jesus is saying. And if I'm going to break it down and simplify what Jesus is saying in all of this, this is what he's saying. Listen, follow, apply, and repeat. It's as simple as that. Listen, follow, apply, and repeat. This is what it looks like for Sunday to not just be a moment, but to be an everyday movement. And so for those of us that have been uh, sitting here not taking notes, for those of you online that are not taking notes in your neighborhood gathering that aren't taking notes, Tony, will you just elbow somebody to take some notes there in your neighborhood gathering? I'd really appreciate that. That'd be great. Here is a, here's a bonus round for all of us. We love bonus rounds, especially in video games. They're just like the best thing. It's like, oh, bonus round. Here's a bonus round for all of us. For many of us, we didn't take notes. But here's the do-over. What I want you to do is I want you to get out your phone or a journal or grab the phone of somebody sitting next to you, whether you know them or not. Just grab their phone. And I want you to write down. Here's what I want you to write down. I want you to write down one thing, one statement, one way that God spoke to you today. Because he has. Right? This is how we listen. God is speaking. God is moving. He's spoken to you. Write it down. Don't lose it. Don't just let this be a moment. That's how we take that next step, right? And what I want you to do as you're writing that down, I want you to take the next 30 seconds, write down how God spoke to you and how you're going to follow through with it. And maybe, maybe it was about how you have just been listening and not following, like the dentist, right? Sometimes we can only go when there's a problem. Maybe it's how you're praying for the storms to be over and you're not thinking about what it is that you can learn as you don't just go through them, but as you grow through them. Maybe that's something that stood out to you. How did God speak to you and how are you going to follow through with it? Take the next 30 seconds, write that down and talk to the person next to you. Listen, follow, apply, repeat. Listen, follow, apply, repeat. Because here's what we know to be true. Here's what we know. Moments that do not move with us, what do they become? They become memories. They just become things in the past. But moments that move with us become movements. And what we know about movements is that they change everything. Don't let Sunday just be a moment, but let it become an everyday movement. What we're going to do right now is we are going to move into a time of prayer and communion. And uh, so for those of you that have the, uh, the communion, I want you to grab that and get that available. For those of you joining us online in your neighborhood gathering, 
uh, you can get your elements ready as well. And uh, if you don't have those uh, those elements uh, with you, that's okay. Just take this time uh, right now just to be uh, just to be still uh, in this moment. This is one of my favorite times that we have to, together. Thanks, Kayla. Appreciate that. Communion is a time for us together to remember the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. The bread represents the body of Jesus, which died a human death. And the cup represents the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. I'm going to pray over our elements this morning, and then we will, uh, we will take them together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time that we have to remember the life, the death, and the resurrection of your son, Jesus. And I pray that this moment for us isn't just a moment. I pray that as we, as we receive the elements today, that we, we, carry, we carry the life, the death, and the resurrection of your son with us throughout the week. We ask your blessing on these elements and this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to take and eat together. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining us this morning. I want to thank you for those of you joining us online, joining us in your neighborhood gathering, those of you that are joining us here on the lawn. It has just been so good. Uh, to be together. And something that we do every single week is we pray a sending prayer together again. It's how we carry this moment into our week so that it becomes a movement. And uh, we, the, the prayer is not going to be on a screen uh, behind me, but if you know it, let's, uh, let's all bow our heads and let's say this together. God, fill me with love and give me boldness to share the hope, healing, the peace, and the purpose that I found in Jesus. Lead me to the hurting, the hopeless, the lonely, and the discouraged. This week, I declare that I am available and willing to be used for your glory and honor. Amen. Well, again, thanks for joining us here online. We hope you have a great rest of your week. For those of you on the lawn, we're going to continue to have a time of worship. So again, I just invite you to respond and engage uh, however that is and whatever that looks like for you.